You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and my colleagues Miranda and Sarah from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 574, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we will be sharing with you all the latest Disney rumors and news to try to help make your week a little bit more magical. If you're looking to reschedule or book a trip, one of our agents would be happy to help. Just visit yourstorytravel.com for your free quote. If you are thinking about going to Disney in the future, a very small refundable deposit will hold your trip. Contact us today. Yes. Start booking those trips. 50th anniversary. Don't want to miss that. No, you don't. Speaking of which, when is our convention? Do we know this yet? We just know October. That's it. (laughs) That's very misleading or confusing. However you want to say that. We need dates so we can book flights. Much like the week since July, since the parks reopened, there are a lot of ups and downs in the news. So we will try to bring those in waves so that not one person has to do all that. But Investors Day gave us some great information this week, and I'm starting with an up that I'm super excited about, and that is Enchanted, the movie from 2007, had no idea it had been that long, is going to have a sequel, Disenchanted, and it's going to stream exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Amy Adams is going to reprise her, reprise her role as Giselle. Other than that, we have no dates of when it's going to be released or any other information. It's been 13 years, so that little girl is an adult now, just so we're all clear. And I'm curious, are they going to bring back Patrick Dempsey? Are they going to bring back Prince Edward? So many questions. Who else of you guys can is excited about the sequel? Anybody? I am. That was such a cute movie. It was adorable. I want to see Pip again, the little chipmunk. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. See, you should just write in to help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think they need to bring back Patrick Dempsey. But, like, at this rate, the little girl can be an adult, like, in college. Mm-hmm. Is, do we have a date yet? No, that's what I'm saying. It's such a tease. Like, it's a little carrot. Here you go. It's coming. It's coming, but not right now. All right. So we have another Magic Kingdom Railroad refurbishment update. We all love the train, and it is probably because Walt himself loves trains so much. Pieces of the glass roof at the Magic Kingdom train station were missing. Matching panels on the other side have been removed as well. And there was more track installed by the Fantasyland station. The day before the track had stopped prior to the station, but it reached the exit gate of the station. Last week, we reported that a scrim was put in front of the train station. And this week, a photo has been released. Usually when Disney is refurbishing, they try to make the construction blend in, but this scrim stands out. It's the first thing the guests see whenever they're scanning their magic bands. It's the place where millions of people have taken a picture for their memories. 
So what is Disney doing back there? We sure hope that the scrim is gonna be down before Christmas week or some of the magical pictures from year to year won't be possible. So what do you guys think of that? I put this intentionally so you could see this. Well, to me, it looks like it is supposed to match the building. So if I don't look at it too hard, <laughs> it looks like it's part of the building. Like it matches the paint like that that beigey kind of paint that the train like you see at the top there but i'm more interested i think that the mickey bushes it, the red eyes of mickey make him look a little possessed <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even notice that sarah he stayed up too late and maybe it's the ink in my printer maybe it's really not black maybe. eye or yeah. red eyes <laughs> i'll look at i'll see if i can find the picture online and Maybe it'll look different to me. No, I think I, it is red. I just think it takes away from what those pictures usually are. We we don't take it every time we try to, but this last time there was no photographer there, which was weird. I mean, yes, it takes away, but if they're doing construction behind there, would you rather see a bunch of machines and everything? This or would you rather true. see this fluid one piece of a scrim that they tried to make them blend in? You just think there could be some cute Mickey pictures on there or something. Yeah. Or even they could have like painted a train on there. So it looks like a train's there. <laughs> a, a big that, coming soon sign. Or the yeah. giant pardon our pixie dust. Yeah. I don't know. So Run Disney is transitioning the 2021 Star Wars Rival Run Weekend to a virtual race. I'm sure Betsy and Margie are sad about this one because like many Disney runners, these two love the Disney races. The Star Wars Rival Run Weekend, say that five times fast. No was kidding. Was scheduled for April 15th through 18th of 2021. The 2020 Star Wars Rival Run Weekend was canceled due to COVID-19. According to Run Disney's advisory, they will be reimagining the theming of the race weekend for 2022 and will share more information at a later time. Participants who book directly through rundisney.com will have the option of receiving a full refund for the race weekend. Those who registered with the USA mailing address may also convert the registration to the virtual event and may complete it from home. Eligible participants will still receive a medal for each distance that they complete and the option of a race shirt. Registered participants will receive an email with instructions on how to receive a refund or adjust their registration before December 18th, 2020. Additional registration slots for the virtual race weekend will open up on Tuesday, December 15th at 10 a.m. So they are canceling things for April already. That makes me a little sad. It, yeah, for real. Well, I guess if you think about, that's a huge event that attracts a lot of people and maybe they're just gonna we have to get used to that for a while that it's just not gonna happen where they're gonna let hundreds thousands of people congregate and breathe heavily while running i was gonna say i feel like they are they're letting people congregate i mean that's just that's what happens when you're at disney and they could have just done it the way they were going to with a limited amount but I think it's the fact that they're running and there's probably just more about the sanitation of all of that with you breathing and sweating on things and grabbing your water cups and throwing them down. And it's just, there's a lot of, yeah. But they're not gonna have the typical crowds that they normally would anyway, because 
nobody's flying from other countries and people come from other countries for this. I don't know. I'm just sad because I know how excited, well, I've had several friends running them and well, Nick ran in one before too. So I just feel sorry for people. I just remember when we reported on this one and saying like, okay, well, here's the next one. And we're all surely by April, you'll be able to run in a race. This is probably the next, so it'll be, it'll happen. And now it's not. Well, Walt Disney released the hours through February 27th, 2021, this week. The Magic Kingdom's hours, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Epcot's hours will be 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Disney Hollywood Studios' hours will be 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Animal Kingdom's hours will be 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. This has become a weekly announcement for a while with the hours adding, but Disney reserves the right to add hours or shorten hours as necessary. So be sure to check the hours upon arriving on Disney property um, so you know what's going on and know when you can get there and when you have to leave. <laughs> this is interesting. I'm interested to see what happens once we get to March because isn't each Easter our daylight savings in March this year? 2021 I want to say it is I could I be know. wrong but I'm just saying I want to see if the hours get longer when the daylight's longer does that make any sense because mm -hmm. yeah. this is this is sad it's going back to the hours that it was before and I realize they always go down in hours a little bit in the winter but winter is sad anyway we just need to have some uplifting Disney in there to make us happy I imagine you don't get that same kind of Disney tired these days going to the park because no. normally you know you're up and you have to be out of your hotel room at 6 a.m hurry up get on the magic express like or the you know get to the parks and everything else and it's no you don't you don't have to you don't have to get to the park the hollywood studios until 10. Mm -hmm. yeah and then when you leave you're used to like being ready for bed and it's not time for bed when you get to that's how it was for us in october we were like we kind of were disappointed because the hours, but at the same time, we had a little time to enjoy the resort as well. So, I mean, it, I think it has, and that's what my friend said too, that they were able to enjoy their resort a little bit more because you usually are wanting to spend your time in the parks. So right, maybe that's what we're all discovering from this little agenda. So this is an update to a story that we reported last week and we were talking about how they were putting digital face masks on people. Well, they're not doing that anymore. And I thought that somebody complained and I was wrong. So I had to eat my words because I told my kids, oh, here we go. Somebody probably complained and now they're not doing it, but that's not the situation. So they practiced on two rides. I know one of them was dinosaur. I don't know if you can remember the other one, Stephanie, but they were just practicing putting masks on people's faces so that people could have their pictures because they were holding them before that. But what they found out is it was taking so much time to do them like they were having to hand do it where i guess when you add in the magic to a picture it doesn't take as much time for the um photo pass people to to do that but actually digitally putting a mask on one of the ride things was taking them extra long and not allowing the people to have their pictures but it was also i think taking more manpower than they have the money for right now that that was my interpretation of what it was but they did want people to know that still you still have to wear your mask it's still expected that you wear your mask if it flies off when you're doing that if you take it off you may not get your pictures and it's nothing against anybody it's just 
they decided it was not worth the time and trouble to do because it was taking too many man hours. So I actually wondered that last week and our last week, whenever we were talking about it, like, I wonder how long that takes for them to edit that and put it on. And I just assumed it must not be very long because they were doing it. But I guess this, that was wrong. <laughs> it was really funny. So the, for the people that have those pictures, they should be worth money someday because they have digitally enhanced pictures with a mask where the rest mm -hmm. of us do not have those. And won't be able to get them. <laughs> So Hawaiian Airlines announced that it's going to be offering a non-stop flight service between Orlando and Honolulu International Airport beginning March 11th of 2021. Hawaiian Airlines is going to start offering two weekly departures from Orlando. Those are going to take place on Tuesdays and on Saturday. The flight will depart at 8.15 Orlando time, and it's going to arrive in Honolulu a little bit after 2 o'clock. There will also be two return flights. They are scheduled every Thursday and Sunday. The flight departs Honolulu at 5.15 p.m. Hawaiian time, and then it arrives back in Orlando at 7 a.m. the following day. Red Eye flight. Hmm. That story made me tired thinking about being on a plane <laughs> for a long time. Well, we're not finished yet because I think Miranda's going to tell us more. Okay, go, Miranda, go. <laughs> so Disney realizes that some guests may be skeptical about spending nine hours on an airplane, but the Hawaiian Airlines has you covered. In the press release, this is what they had to say. I feel like I need to read this like Tour Guide Barbie or something. Okay. I'm Tour Guide Barbie. Please keep your hands, arms, and accessories inside the car and no flash photography. Thank you. Hawaiian Airbus A330 aircraft offers 278 seats, including 18 light flight first class seats in 222 configuration. There are 68 extra comfort premium economy seats and 192 main cabin seats. The flight offers authentic Hawaiian hospitality, island inspired cuisine, and state of the art entertainment. So, we're wondering if Disney is going to try to create a Disney flight and a an Alani package in the future. That does make it sound better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Airline feels like the last thing that Disney has to touch, right? Because I mean, they're on the sea, they're on the land, and they just got to get up in the air. I see it happening. It would make money. Yeah, for sure. Have any of y'all flown on an Airbus before? Mm -mm. Or that? I've never been on a plane that big before. I have. What, Is was that it fine? Crazy? Well, okay. I mean, to get to Germany, that's and get abroad, most of the time, that's what you're on, right? Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't bad. I mean, I was in the. I wasn't in a nice seat by any means. <laughs> you weren't in the two-two-two first configuration. Laying <laughs> down. No, I sure wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was like five-seven-five. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, goodness. So although we can't find any information stating that Disney has increased the guest capacity to more than 35%, the crowds tell us that it has. Last week at about 4 p.m., the line to get into the Emporium was all the way to Casey's Corner, and Disney cast members were expecting it to wrap around Casey's Corner and head towards the Crystal Palace. Now, Vicky said that when she was there in October, that she had to wait about 15 minutes to enter the Emporium. There's one entrance into the store and one exit so that the cast members can make sure that the guests are socially distanced. The truth is the socially distanced part is up to the guests because once in 
outside the Emporium, the guests have to make sure they stay six feet away. The question is still in our mind, what percentage of guests are now being allowed into the Disney World parks? So I don't know, are they, is it an increase in guest capacity or are they taking different efforts? Have they realized that maybe one direction of a line doesn't work so they have to go a different way or is that a particularly busy day for the Emporium because a new product was released that you could find there or it'd be interesting to track the trends over several days or weeks to see what you could find out. I would say from watching YouTube videos, I think they're at least at 50%. I don't know that for sure. This is, you know, just me speculating, but just as I've watched it increase over this time, you're like, Hmm, that's looking pretty close. Cause I actually did consider maybe just the kids leave on New Year's Eve with my mom to come back letting bread and I go for one day because Kaylee said you and dad should just go but then the more I look at the crowds I'm like I don't know if I want to risk it coming back and have to go to school mm. is it really worth it yes do it Vicki <laughs> stay tuned oh just kidding <laughs> the reality TV personality Blue Smith of Love and Hip Hop Miami on VH1 and a member of the hip hop group Pretty Ricky is facing charges after he punched a Walt Disney World cast member while in line at Disney's Animal Kingdom. That's becoming a break, a problem area. If anybody else didn't notice that, we've done several stories, stories lately at Animal Kingdom. Smith has now been banned from all Walt Disney World resort properties following this incident. He was in line for an undisclosed attraction. I'm gonna say it was probably Flight of Passage. Anybody with me on that one? I'm with you there. <laughs> So he's in line and a cast member told him he's made this sneezing gesture and then he's like, coronavirus. And the cast member told him that wasn't funny. And he said, well, I thought it was. And the cast member asked him to leave the line and then he refused. And so the cast member tried again and they tried to block him. So he punched him in the face, right in the jaw and then again in the temple. And then Smith's son tried to say that he accidentally lost his balance and punched this cast member, not once, but twice, everybody. He accidentally punched him. This sounds like a story at school. The cast member was then transported <laughs> to the hospital as a precaution, and they found out that he was suffering from a concussion. Smith faces misdemeanor battery charges for the incident, um, but he since, of course, has posted bail because he can afford to do that, unlike some other people. Okay, so I'm all over the place with this one. First, I don't think that he should have been kicked off of the ride. Like, at first I was on his side when like, he sneezed and said, coronavirus, like, oh. Right. I mean, we make those jokes all the time at our house. So I- <laughs> But you're I at your house. Like, I Yeah, but Keith would it's definitely like... say it out in public. Like, he <laughs> would say it and I would be hitting him and like, be quiet, that's not funny. But I mean, it wasn't like when he's like, well, I thought it was like, that's still not bad. And then all of a sudden the guy's like, all right, well now you need to get off because you just talked back. Like that just seemed like they, the cast member was kind of taking it too far. Like the cast member took it a little bit personal and decided I'm going to use my my power of, as a cast member. You're kicked off the ride. So yeah, it's one of those things like don't yell bomb on a plane. Right. You know, don't fake sneeze, cough, corona virus in line for a ride at Walt Disney World. But yeah, I don't think it justifies the cast member trying to kick him out. 
but also very like childlike it also doesn't mean that you punch someone not at all it's like with my children when you know well she did this so i hit her no (laughs) Mm -hmm. don't you never hit it's not the correct option let's rewind and think of a better path here use your words use your words yes (laughs) so it's just it it seems very juvenile to me the whole yeah, time. So I was with you, Smith, until you decided to punch him. Why? <laughs> Come on now. No, my favorite was though. He accidentally <laughs> did it twice. twice. It seriously sounds like a story at school when the kids are like, the kid is like doubled over. You can see a mark on the kid's the other kid's stomach where he punched him in the stomach, and he's like, it was an accident. Like that much force, that's not an accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if he has a concussion, not an accident. Right. Unless they headbutted each other. I mean, that's a possibility, but oh, these stories get crazy, crazy. I had to throw in the one crazy though. That was a fun one. And I, I did not hear that. So thanks. Thanks for reporting that one, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> and when you said VH1, I'm like, wait a minute. What? I faintly remember that. Like, in the 80s? <laughs> is that still around? What? I think it is. I don't know. I don't watch oh it. Oh my goodness. All right. Disney Vacation Club issued the points chart for 2022 along with a few adjustments to improve availability and further correspond with demand. According to a chart analysis published by the DVC News, changes in act in 2021 reflect a push towards making fall dates more expensive while lowering the price for summer stays. The first two weeks of September throughout the 19th remain the cheapest period of time to visit Disney World, followed by the remainder of the month, all January and December 1st through 14th. December 15th through 23rd has seen a slight increase in 2021, and the weeks of Christmas and New Year's Eve remain the most expensive. Always and forever, it will be the most expensive time. Right. I thought it was interesting though, or I always think it's interesting that December 1st through the 14th is kind of a dead time. Yeah. But I guess people are still in school, although I have a student that's leaving the day that this airs. He's leaving to go to Disney World for his first ever vacation. How fun. I think Um, all bets are off in the time of coronavirus. (laughs) Maybe so. I don't know. I mean, it definitely, this trend follows what was going on before the virus happened, which was that fall was getting busier and it was less, seemed less crowded during the summer months. Like that was a time and maybe people are avoiding that because of how hot it is. But, um, you know, that's when you would go and things would be a little cheaper and you would get some better deals and, you know, have a little more space to roam in the parks, maybe. Maybe. So maybe it's just following that trend and they expect it to go back to that when things return to normal. So Disney Vacation Club issued this statement along with the 2022 points chart for each property. It said, after thorough analysis of member travel patterns and resort demand, the 2022 Disney Vacation Club vacation points charts were adjusted to continue to encourage travel throughout the year with the goal of improving availability. The 2022 vacation points chart will again feature seven seasons with modified travel plans. Uh, travel options, excuse me, similar to the 2021 recollation. 
Is that right? Reallocation. Reallocation. Yeah. Yeah, that's not happening. Travel periods with greater demand will require more points, and travel periods with less demand will require fewer points. For example, members can enjoy stays for fewer points than the year before when traveling during the summer period. On the other hand, members who wish to travel in certain weeks in October, November, and December will require more points than the years before. Um, you can find more information on the Disney Vacation Club news. Disneyland Paris has released a special holiday treat for fans around the world with a professionally recorded performance of the stage show Mickey's Christmas Big Band from 2019. This spectacular music review features a live band, live singers, professional dancers, and famous Disney characters. The characters featured are Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and Goofy. One of the many highlights of the show include Mickey Mouse playing the drums. The songs and most of the dialogue are in English, except for Mickey, whose dialogue is all in French. So if you want to work and be a cast member and Mickey in Paris, apparently you have to be able to speak French. So I would not be able to get that job. I just I thought that was funny. I think it's interesting that it's a combination. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it is in Paris, so it's okay if you're going to go ahead and do French, but like, how come he's the only one who speaks French? <laughs> it's a little because weird. He's Mickey. He, he can do anything. <laughs> so the downtown Disney district at the Disneyland Resort is going to be closed on Christmas Day. This includes the recently opened Buena Vista Street in the California Adventure Park. And as reported last week, the Disney restaurants have already closed down since California reduced the restaurants to delivery and carry out only. We are wondering if Disney is doing this to give cast members the day off. That's what I like to hope. For now, it looks like the retail stores are scheduled to open New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, but be sure to check before assuming that they are open because the rules in California change often. I'm so over this. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are. But I am happy that they are closed for Christmas Day because I feel like they've probably been working a lot since yes. they're working at a skeletal crew. That's not typical though, right? Are they normally open? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I wonder if they were just afraid it was going to make too big of a crowd. Maybe it didn't give any indication. I was just speculating some that maybe they were trying to be nice and give their cast members a day off for the holiday with their family. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> it's either they, they expected too big of a crowd or too little of a crowd. It's got to be one or the other. It's all about the Benjamins. They're not feeling about the well-being of their of their cast members? No. Okay. No, they are not worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> so despite Disney Parks experiences and um, products, they are still reporting a $1.1 billion loss in quarter four of 2020. During Investor's Day, shares of the Walt Disney Company reached their highest ever closing price. Disney's closing stock price as of December 9th, 2020 was $154.43, increasing to $161 in after hours trading. For context, the average Disney stock price for the last 52 weeks is $124.52. 
Disney has shifted their entire business model to prioritize direct to consumer content and their investment in Disney Plus is proving to pay off with the streaming service now surpassing 86.8 million subscribers as of December 2nd. So I just thought that was interesting last week or it was either last week or the week before we reported that they had a $1.1 billion loss. However, somehow they were able to make up this money because now their stock is up. That's huge. That was confusing. Reading about the loss and how well the stock was doing in the same article. So one of the reasons stock might be up is because Investor Day had a whole ton of new news to release. Starting with the Marvel and Star Wars news that is all coming to Disney+. Plus. So in the Marvel world, WandaVision will release in January of 2021, which is coming up really, really soon here. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier will release sometime in March 2021. And in addition to all of this, they gave us a first look at a couple of things that are also coming, including Loki, which will release sometime in May of 2021. Hawkeye will premiere sometime in the fall of 2021. What If, which is a new Marvel animated series, is also coming. They've also announced Iron Heart, Armor Wars, and Secret Invasion. Casting updates were announced for drumroll, please. Hulk. <laughs> Say it again, because I think so I cut you off in my drum roll. So excited. Okay. So they found Tatiana Maslany, I hope I said that right, to play She-Hulk, and I looked her up. She's from Orphan Black, and she is so cute, and she's so hyped to play this role, and I'm like, I wish you guys could see Miranda. She looks like a little kid on Christmas morning. dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We also have Mark Ruffalo returning to play Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Hulk. Tim Roth will also be returning from the 08 Hulk film to reprise his role as the Abomination. Um, Marvel is also working on a new Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special for Disney+, Plus, which is set to stream in 2022, which will be shot during the filming for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I am laughing over this. There will also be a series of short films about everyone's favorite dancing plant called Root. I imagine the script will be very short and have a few words to it. I am Groot. (laughs) They confirmed this week that they will not recast the late Chadwick Boseman's King T'Challa that is set to begin filming in July 2022. Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, the third Ant-Man film, is in development. And Doctor Strange and Multiverse Madness will tie into WandaVision and the third Spider-Man movie. Marvel is also developing a new Fantastic Four movie. And this is music to my ears and Miranda's ears. Uh Disney announced that roughly 10, 10 people, one zero, Star Wars series are coming to Disney+. Plus. That's amazing. And also the final Indiana Jones is in pre-production and will be released in July of 2022. When you first read that, you think, okay, 10 episodes? No, 10 Star Wars series. Series. That's a lot. But will Indiana Jones ever really go away? I mean, really, a lot of people love it. But do I love it without Harrison Ford? Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Not with Sarah. (laughs) 
I mean, I it's not my like one of my favorite things, but I just remember reading all those comments of people when they laid off the Indiana Jones characters along with all the other musicals and stuff and some of the things were on there. How dare they? This is the foundation for Hollywood Studios and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, mm, not so much anymore. Maybe before, but not now. Okay, so I'm going to do my best to say these names right. But if not, I have our two Star Wars gurus and it just fell on my part. Otherwise, I would have given it to you guys. Two spinoffs of The Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic and Ahsoka. They're coming to Disney Plus and the shows will have crossovers in the future. Star Wars, The Bad Batch, an animated series about the Bad Batch of clones from the Clone Wars will be released exclusively to Disney Plus. Star Wars and our starring Rogue One's mm, Diego Luna is coming to Disney Plus in 2022. The Acolyte is a new Star Wars series helmed by Russian doll creator Leslie Headland, set in the High Republic. The franchise is coming to Disney Plus. Also, Hayden Christensen, this is the thing that my son is most excited about. Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader in Obi-Wan Kenobi. A droid Story, a new project for Disney Plus, will feature a new hero alongside R2-D2 and C-3PO. That's pretty exciting. I really like those two characters, but that's because I grew up with them. Star Wars Lando is a new event series coming to Disney Plus. Star Wars Visions is an upcoming anime anthology series coming to Disney Plus. Lots and lots and lots of Star Wars. So that's good because I know there's lots and lots and lots of Star Wars fans. More news from Investors Day. We've got Wonder Woman 1984's Patty Jenkins will be directing the next Star Wars film, Rogue Squadron, due out in December 2023. Disney also discussed the untitled Taika Waititi. Yeah, I would have never gotten that. <laughs> it's a Star Wars movie. First announced in May. That had already been in development. Disney Animation has a lot of projects and work, including Raya and the Last Dragon premieres on March 5th, 2021 on Disney Plus via Premiere Access and in theaters. So remember, Premiere Access is when you pay a little bit of extra so you can watch um, the movie when it first comes out before they before they release it for free on Disney Plus. Um, then we have... Baymax, a series based on Big Hero 6, is arriving in early 2022. Zootopia Plus, a new series based on Zootopia, is hitting the streaming service in spring of 2022. Tiana, based on Princess and the Frog, is premiering on Disney Plus in 2023. And a long-form musical comedy series of Moana is hitting Disney Plus in 2023. Lots and lots of stuff in the works there. And we're not finished yet. So Encanto is a new movie set in Colombia with music written by, of course, Lin-Manuel Miranda, is in Yay. development. Iwaju, which translates to the future, I had to look this up to make sure I said it correctly, is an original long-form series made in partnership with Kugali Media, is premiering on Disney Plus in 2022. Pixar also announced some new projects for Disney Plus, including the new Spark Shorts episode, Burrow, which arrives on Disney Plus on December 25th. Pixar Popcorn Shorts, featuring iconic Pixar characters, will begin streaming in January. Dog Days, a new series featuring the beloved dog from Up, premieres in fall of 2021. A car series following Lightning McQueen and Mater is coming to Disney Plus in fall of 2022. 
Win or Lose, Pixar's first original long-form animated series, is about a middle school foot softball team, which is coming to Disney Plus in the fall of 2023. And some more Pixar news. Um, Pixar shared new information about movies in the pipeline, including Luca, a movie set in Italy about a boy named Luca, and it will hit theaters in June of 2021. Lightyear is an origin story for Buzz Lightyear, who will be voiced by Chris Evans, and it is hitting theaters in the summer of 2022. Turning Red, about a 13-year-old girl going through puberty that transforms into a giant red panda, Yes, that is what I read. Um, when she gets excited is in development. Noah Hawley, showrunner of Fargo and Legion, will be making a new series based on the Alien movies for FX and Hulu. Um, there's no release date announced yet. Will Smith and Chris Hemsworth will each star in their own shows for National Geographic. Welcome to Earth follows Smith as he embarks on an awe-inspiring journey to unlock the secrets of this planet's most extraordinary, unexplained phenomena. And Limitless, starring Chris Hemsworth, explores the limits of the human body. And that was a lot. So much. They're so busy with all that, I don't know how they have time to keep the park open. Well, maybe because the park is not as open, they have time to do it all. This is true. So Disney's making a new Disney Plus spinoff movie starring the weasel character from the movie series, Buck. The movie titled Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild will star Simon Pegg as the voice of Buck. It's premiering in early 2022. And I know that seems like it's far away, but if that next year goes as fast as this year, then it won't be. Disney Plus is getting ready to do its first price hike, which I was a little nervous about. Um, but then it was only a dollar. So they're raising their monthly rates from $6.99 to $7.99. Um, I did read something the other day or maybe heard it on a commercial that or $7.99 a month or you can do $79.99 for the whole year. They're offering Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, and Hulu in a package for $18.99. And if you broke that down, the customers would save money by doing that. Disney Plus will be getting a whole lot of new content over the next few years. The company is bringing roughly, as we just finished going through, 10 Marvel series, 10 Star Wars series, 15 Disney live action, Disney animation, and Pixar series, and 15 all new Disney live action. Disney animation and Pixar features directly to Disney Plus. So all the ones that we just highlighted for you are included. So they want to let you know that paying that extra dollar is going to be worth it for you. Yeah, I just... I mean, it's funny that they had to, like, they rolled all that out and they're like, and by the way, the price is going to increase. But, you know, now you really have to keep it. <laughs> but you was want anybody it. really going to cancel their Disney Plus? There's no way. Just, nope. You don't cancel Disney Plus. 80, what was it, 86 million? Yeah. Yeah. You don't cancel it. So we report it in a Friday episode that Hocus Pocus 2 was coming to Disney Plus. This week we found out that the sequel from the 1993 cult classic is going to be directed by Alan Shankman. Disney Park's magical Christmas celebration will be featuring a sneak peek of the Remy's Ratatouille adventure. It will air on ABC at 10 a.m. Eastern time on Friday, December 25th. It'll be hosted by Juliana Hugh 
and Titus Burgess, and we'll feature Keegan Michael Key. Some of the other artists that will be performing are Becky G, John Baptiste, and Trevor Jackson, just to name a few. It won't be the same as in years past, but we're sure it will be magical because that is what Disney does best. Hopefully I didn't butcher those names too bad. <laughs> so we previously announced that Disney is closing all parks and Disney Springs prior to midnight on New Year's Eve to allow for adherence to the new COVID-19 guidelines. There also won't be countdowns or fireworks as in years past. Here's the statement released from this week. All four Disney World's theme parks as well as Disney Springs are decorated for the season and feature extended operating hours. On New Year's Eve, however, these locations will close prior to midnight as we continue to follow health and safety measures put in place during our phased reopening to help foster physical distancing. We were actually looking at going to, it's a bucket list thing, to go on New Year's Eve to Disney and we saw that they were closed at 11. I think it's just funny that they say like, this is to help prevent COVID. I'm like, what? I mean, <laughs> an extra hour, that's when COVID comes out. Between <laughs> 11 and 12 o'clock, you better watch out because you might catch the COVID. Um, so, but I mean, I guess I get if people are gathering for fireworks, like the gathering part of it is is the the, part that they're being more cautious about, but it just kind of cracks me up that like, oop, midnight, turn into a pumpkin, can't do it. <laughs> Disney Resort Hotels will offer fun and festive activities. Full details will be provided upon arrival. Additionally, pre-recorded fireworks and other holiday offerings will be available to stream on in-room televisions to help you ring in the new year. You can even purchase a New Year's Eve party basket designed for the occasion. So here are the hours for New Year's Eve. Magic Kingdom is 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. Epcot is 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Disney's Hollywood Studios, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Disney's Animal Kingdom is 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. And Disney Springs is 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. And in case you were wondering, Magic Kingdom is already booked up as far as their reservations go. I think most of the parks are now. They are? Especially because it's the weekend. For the weekend of Christmas. Don't give up hope, people. You can get yeah. what you need. Never give up on dining. <laughs> yeah, it's even when you get there. So the waffle boot that um, I talked about last month that was at Epcot, they brought it back during this holiday festival. It originated in the Food and Wine Festival. But this time they have a gingerbread waffle that's topped with cranberry sauce, whipped cream, and cinnamon and sugar. I'm not it looked good, but I'm not so sure about the cinnamon and sugar on top of the cranberries. I was trying to picture in my mind what that might taste like. Or in my mouth, I'm not sure which. <laughs> then they have a turkey and waffle. So if Gina listens to this, she's going to die because she does not like Gross her food to out. touch. Yeah, no, she would so not like it. The waffle is stuffing. They make stuffing a waffle out of stuffing. So that's not so bad. But then they put the slice of turkey and the cranberry sauce and the gravy all over the top of it. And I'm pretty sure she would not be going for that. But it looked good. I just don't know. I mean, I can't speak to it. And I kind of like the idea of a stuffing waffle. That sounds good. It doesn't sound up my alley, but. I mean, that's because you think of a waffle being sweet, but it's not going to be sweet. You yeah. eat stuffing and mashed potatoes and turkey and 
gravy. Oh, it doesn't have mashed potatoes. So, like you eat those things together anyways, so yeah. yeah. It's all right. We've got the Turf Club Lounge at Saratoga Springs that reopened to guests with a very limited menu of just five items. They have the Turf Burger, the house-made cheese pizza, the house-made pepperoni pizza, house-cut fries, and my favorite, creamy buffalo chicken dip. The beverage selections have remained the same. That is a significantly cut list of food. But if you remember when they first opened, is it Tambu Lounge? The Lounge at o and the Polynesian Resort. It only had three items when they first opened, reopened. So I guess they can get by with five. But I was like, five? Five? That's it? Five items? You got a burger or pizza for your <laughs> entree. And you have buffalo dip or french fries. You choose. Go with the buffalo dip. <laughs> Holiday Hearth added a chocolate Mickey tart to their menu. It's Mickey-shaped brownie with a chewy center that's almost like brownie batter. It has chocolate frosting on the ears with Christmas sprinkles and frosting Santa cap. Sounds good. Uh, I don't know what it tastes like because I didn't taste it, but it looked like when you don't cook your brownies all the way through, then you want to eat them with a spoon. That's what it looked like. Mm. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> I'll take one of those. Yes. Guests staying at the Polynesian Resort can get the white chocolate peppermint holiday cupcake at Captain Cook's. It is a chocolate cupcake filled with a white chocolate peppermint filling. It is topped with standard buttercream frosting, red and green buttercream frosting, white chocolate pearls, a small white chocolate Mickey head, and sprinkled ir with iridescent sugar. It sounds... This always sounds so hungry. I know. Very. That sounds delicious. So over in Disney Springs, you can get a holiday peppermint boba tea at Yasaki Kiosk. I know where this is, but I don't know that I ever stopped there before. No, I know I didn't because I can't. I'm not recalling anything. But anyway, I thought this looked interesting for anybody who was going to be nearby there. And I might need I may need to test this if I'm going to Disney Springs anyway. So the tea comes standard with almond milk instead of cow milk. They said you could request it if you wanted to, but you know, everybody's more health conscious now. So I feel like that's why they're doing it. So the tea and the milk have just a little bit of a peppermint flavoring added to it. And then it has those firm boba pearls on the bottom topped with whipped cream and real peppermint sticks crushed and sprinkled on the top. It looked really pretty. So I may need to try that. All right. On to something besides food. We've got the <laughs> World of Avatar masks. They have arrived at Animal Kingdom. They look pretty cool. There are three different masks to choose from. Each mask has a blue base, but a different main design. The first one is made to look like the Navi. Um, the second one is covered with like fake patches from Pandora. And the third one is my favorite. Um, it has a Pandora bioluminescent nighttime landscape. All of the masks glow under the black light, which is awesome. And they can be purchased for just $9.99 at Animal Kingdom. That sounds pretty neat. Except for you can't go to Animal Kingdom when it's dark. So, sure. Right now and you can. walk around with everything glowing. Loungefly has a new mini backpack called Minnie and Mickey's Party Snacks. It's a turquoise background that makes the red, orange, and yellow artwork even more vibrant. They almost look like Zoom Zooms is the vibe I got from this. But um, Mickey and Minnie are surrounded by Disney Park snacks. So premium ice cream bars, Dole Whip, Mickey pretzels, churros, cupcakes, and ice cream. The pattern also features balloons, hearts, and flowers. And then the zipper front 
pocket is lined and the back trim is used throughout the bag's design. It's pretty cute. Winnie the Pooh, Dooney and Burke collection is coming out on December 14th. The collection will be available at World of Disney in Disney Springs and Uptown Jewelers in Magic Kingdom. The new print features classic versions of Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Eeyore. There are four items in the collection, a crossbody satchel, a tote bag, a crossbody bag, and a wristlet wallet. This is pretty cute. I don't know. Haul the Dooney and Burke's out right now, though. I think I would, I don't know that I'd pick the Winnie the Pooh one, but I know that Kaylee really loved Winnie the Pooh when she was little. So if you're a big diehard Winnie the Pooh, I'm talking about Winnie the Pooh. If you're a big diehard Winnie the Pooh fan, then you probably would want this. I know that the um, the big satchel bag has a really cute picture of Winnie the Pooh, and I think it's with a balloon or something with the sky and the tree. I mean, it just kind of does the whole 100 acre wood kind of look, and I thought that was kind of cute. Well, thank you, Miranda and Sarah, for joining me and Stephanie to um, give everybody some magical news as we close in closer and closer to Christmas. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, all you have to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you would like to book a trip or you just want us to give you a free quote, you can contact us at yourstorytravel.com. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or on our Twitter page, Mousecapades Pod. Be sure to listen to Friday's show as Vicki and Brad give us the history of Disney's Candlelight Processional. If you are interested in receiving the Your Story Travel monthly newsletter, which is filled with resort reviews, packing tips, shopping tips, history, and more, contact us at info at yourstorytravel.com or message us here at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com and Gina will make sure that you get a copy at the beginning of each month. As always, Thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades Podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Films fire. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. Upon you, upon you.